Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, we have another guest with us uh, in the studio. It's that time of season when the uh, race seasons yeah, winding are down. winding down. Yep. So we've got uh, Jesse Bernhagen of Willard with us uh, today and talking about his season championship that he won last weekend uh, down in the Dells. Glad to have you with us, Jesse. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we've had you in here before, I believe. I think we no. had you in here. No? So. First time? All right. First timer. No, we've had Derek Grass in here. Okay, maybe yeah, I'm thinking of the other race yeah. guy, Derek yeah. Grass. But, uh, okay, Jesse's uh, first time with us. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about the season. I know uh, it was a pretty good season for you. I was looking, you had one feature win, but a lot of top fives and up there in the top ten. Yeah, down at the Dells, we last year we had a really great year. We never finished outside of the top three. Um and we came up short in the championship by just a couple points because there was one guy who was just a tick better than that. And I don't know how you're better than that. Because <laughs> um, this year we, we ran top five every night and uh, only won one race. Um, there was actually another guy who won seven of the ten races, but he wasn't consistent enough in the other ones to um, beat us in the overall championship. Um, it's all a part of the game, and that's why you're on the whole season. Uh, any kind of luck involved? In some of those races? Very much so. <laughs> um, so just this past weekend, actually, um, championship night, we, we owned two cars. Um, my original limited late model that, I've, that we've been running since I was 14 back in 2008. Um, so we ran that for a long time. Um, and we had that car there that night just because we still have it as a backup car just in case our primary... Uh, went south we made it about five laps in practice and the primary started there was a knock in the motor so we we shut it down switched to our backup car that i raced earlier this year but not a whole lot mm -hmm. um we got three laps of practice and then went out and finished fourth in the race <laughs> wow so so to say that we got lucky that that engine <laughs> knock happened you know five laps into the night rather than yeah. 35 laps into the night right. yes absolutely now uh you mentioned this car uh, the backup car. When was the last time you raced that backup car? So as a late model, um, limited late model, I don't remember the last time that I <laughs> raced it. Um, that's been our primary CWRA super late model, which you mentioned Derek Gress. That's, that's mm -hmm. how I know Derek. We mm -hmm. run the CWRA together. Um, and that car actually, the, two, the last three times I raced it as a CWRA super late model, we won the feature in the Dells. Okay. So we know it's a good car. It's just... We, we hadn't run it as a late model. My brother has run it as a late model, but um, I personally hadn't. So, What were your thoughts going into that race? You're leading by 24 points. Now you're using a backup car. Yeah. <laughs> um, at that point, it was like, so going back in time, we've lost this championship so many different ways so many times. Um, <laughs> I can tell you every year since probably 2013, a different way that we lost that thing and finished second in the points. So honestly, when the car went south i was like here we go again whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if this is how it happens this year then this another, is how it happens another new chapter so, um so no we we went in after we practiced those three laps i was like okay the car is good it's it's just as good as the white car we we just gotta make it and um we didn't qualify as well as what we wanted to we qualified ninth out of 33 cars which is still great um it just wasn't up to our par um but yeah once we got uh the feature rolling, all we had to do was finish top 10. And we've, I've got enough laps around there to where we felt pretty confident that we would be okay. 
Okay. And uh, the guy that actually won the race was the, the guy that was second yes. to you pretty much all year. Yep. Uh, um, and that was the guy who won seven of the ten. Um, he Earlier in the year, he unfortunately melted uh, distributor wires together. Um, just a mistake on, on their part that ended up helping us out. So he was leading the race by a long, long ways that night. Um, I was stuck in traffic and couldn't, couldn't get up there, and I finally got to second, and all of a sudden he was stuck on the front stretch. So <laughs> Mike Lichtfeld from uh, yeah, Portage, uh, Portage yep. is his name. Yep. So uh, a good season for you guys. Uh, did you race anywhere else this year besides Dells? I know yeah. a lot of the results you gave me were from the Dells. Yep, I usually just shoot you over the Dells because I – the other place we run is Kakan on Thursday nights, and I forget by the time Monday rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how well did you do there? Yeah, really well. Um, we ran there th- three times. Um, we've, we used to race there full-time until I moved over here to Nielsville area, and it was a little bit too hard to get over there on Thursday nights all the time. Um, so we went back for the Red, White, and Blue Championship. It's a three-race series. Um, we set fast time at all three races. Um, should have won the red race. A caution came out late. We missed that one. And then the the white race finished fifth. And then the blue race, we um, won the race on a pass with like four laps to go or something. So um, really good. You see a lot of the same racers over there that you see down in the Dells or? Here and there. Um, they are pretty, that track in particular stays at Kakana pretty regularly um there aren't really a whole lot of tracks in that area so they don't travel a whole lot oh. and with it being thursday nights they don't they don't travel as much um the, we run the dells um a lot of cars from jefferson which is down by madison they'll come up and run the dells with us um and we get over to slinger every so often too which is down by milwaukee well, is, uh, what day of the week does jefferson go like in the middle of the week then jefferson or? runs saturdays as well but it, we go how we work the schedules between the two tracks is every so often they'll have an off week and we'll have an off week and then we oh, okay. kind of flip flop back and forth. So ever come out to Marshfield to race or not lately. We ran there with the CWRA a few times, um, in 2018 and 2019. Um, they run us now, now they've gone away from the CWRA completely and they run a super late model. Yep. Um, which I I haven't run that yet. Okay. Um, my limited late model just won't be competitive. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. So we we don't come up here for that. Would love to. It's only it's the closest track to nice me now. Nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, any aspirations of going up a notch to the uh, to the Arca? Is that the next step up or not? Um, from the local level, yes. There's I would say that there's one step before you would get to there that I'm. I've dabbled in with the CWRA super late models, but um, next weekend, hopefully, cross your fingers, this deal comes through. We we do have a super late model ride hooked up um, where a guy offered me his car. It's a brand new uh, 2019 Port City chassis, all this, all that stuff. But um, he's excited to have me drive it. I'm excited to work with them. They they got a crew chief that's done super late model stuff before. Um, so we're going to give it a shot at the Dells next week, Sunday, um, as long as everything works out, comes together in time. Um, and then later in the year, in October, um, we're going to run their, their end-of-the-year special uh, the following 150. It's near Halloween. Um, okay. But, yeah, so – and then if those two races go well, we'd like to run Super Late Model full-time next year um, with him, and then I would probably run the Late Model again at the Dells uh, 
here and there. Where would you be uh, racing with him then? Would that bring Dells or the Dells runs a five race series that he would like to run. Uh Um, I personally would like to get to the Dixieland 250, which is a big race over at Kakana. Right, I've um, heard of that one. Yep, yep. that one's uh, William Byron, who runs NASCAR. Yes, he was up yeah. there this year, and Eric Almarola was there. The, yep. So, I mean, to have the opportunity, I, I told him, like, it's my first year running Super Lates. I don't expect to be winning, but if yeah. I could at least say that I got to race against these guys, that'd be pretty cool. You know, I was surprised you know, I watched that race was on TV, and I watched mm-hmm. it, and a couple of local guys really did yep. hold their own. Um, I think Paul Schaefer won. He's yeah. down from Grundy, Illinois. And, yep. uh, yeah, Casey Johnson. Casey was always running good. Me and Casey are yeah. good friends. And, yeah, I said um, they really ran well. They ran top yep. five pretty well yep. all day. Yeah. Um, the other big one that I want to hit is the Slinger Nationals down in. Oh, absolutely. Down there, and that's another one that you can list off the guys who have won there. Yeah. Almost every single one of them is racing NASCAR. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, that's where pretty much Matt Kenseth got right. his big yep. n- name was Slinger. Yep, so. I actually uh, grew up racing against his son, Ross. Ross, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does Ross dabble at it anymore? No, or? he's retired, I guess. Okay. Um, because, yeah, cause <laughs> he's, he, he's cause, my age, but he, he hung but up But, yeah, because that was the deal. Matt was going to own the car that he raced. Yep. You know. Um, so he did hop back in a super late model last year once, but it, it seemed like a one-off deal. Okay. So the guy who the owns, the guy who owns the super late model that I'm running for, he's got bigger aspirations to go down South and race here and there. But I said, I might need to talk to the, to the school and see if I can get a few more days <laughs> off. We're going to go and do that. that. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. 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 So. so what's the difference between, you know, uh, late model and super late models at the speed of the cars or, uh, in simple terms. Yes. Um, there's a, because you're racing basically on the same tracks. Yes. Um, they'll run a 10-inch tire that's a little bit more aggressive than our 8-inch tire is. Our 8-inch tire is designed to last longer uh, so that you can save money and race it longer. Um, those 10-inch tires, they they wear out faster, but they you know, there's more surface area, so you're going to go faster. Mm-hmm. Um, they can run bigger motors. Um, my motor will do around 500 horsepower. Um that's probably around 100 horsepower down from what a super late model engine is, um, one that's one that's built to be a super late model engine. Um, and then there's some other trick component stuff that they can do the, to the setups that we can't, um, just illegal on our level. But um, they try to keep the cost down for the limited late models, and then the supers, it's kind of take your hands off. And <laughs> it's not it's not just like a whole bunch of trick stuff, but at the same time, it's see what you can come up with and okay go racing well we wish you good luck yes moving up there and next yeah. uh, next weekend and yeah later in october and hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll work out um they're all pretty excited and see what we can do okay, cool great. all right well thanks for joining us yeah, today we, and congratulations yeah, again and on the best season of luck the rest of the season yeah. jesse thanks for having me you we bet, bet. Yep. all right uh it's jesse bernhagen of willard he was the uh late model season championship winner at dell's raceway park this past weekend and uh, we look for big, bigger and better things, hopefully. You bet. From, uh, we just talked about this before we went on. I just want to get your uh, thoughts on air. Um, NASCAR is going to open the season next mm-hmm. week at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum uh, with the Clash, which is normally held at Daytona International Speedway. <laughs> but they're going to put a track inside the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, and it's only a quarter-mile track. <laughs> we kind of talked about it a little bit before it's, it's going to be interesting on a small track like that yeah. with NASCAR. They're trying to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, I see they're going to a track down in St. Louis, too, that they haven't raced at in a long time. It's another short track. Um, it's called Worldwide 
motorsports park or something. They are doing so many crazy things mm-hmm. to get ratings. I think you know, yep. you know, you look at the dirt race at Bristol this year, and my goodness, they are going. They really go into a lot of road courses now yes. too. And my personal opinion, if you're going to go to a road course, you got to go road, go to a road course that is short. Right, because right. Things get strung out too you much bet. on, the bigger, on yeah. the bigger tracks. Yeah. So them going to this quarter mile will be exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like Martinsville, but it's going to be shorter than Martinsville. Yeah. So. But yeah, the, the shape of the track will be similar to sink, the, the old paper clip yep. there. You yep. know, so. Yeah, it'll be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that they add more dirt races because I do like watching that. I would yeah, I, I did. I enjoyed what they did at Bristol there. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, I don't think that they need to cover up dirt tracks. We have plenty of amazing dirt tracks. Yeah, I said, to. you know, why, why, what's the one that Tony Stewart owns? Eldora Speedway. Yeah, um, why, why not run something there? You there's know, a or, big one up in uh, uh, northern Wisconsin called Cedar Lake Speedway. Yes, um, yeah. They got, the thing is they look for the seating capacity, yeah. and a lot of dirt tracks don't have that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Eldora's probably got about a third of what they need want. Yeah. You know, that's, yep. so. so. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. thanks, yeah. Jesse. Uh, just one more thing on that: doing the different things in NASCAR. Are the racers themselves in favor of all this stuff they're doing, <laughs> or do they have any choice? Um, I think <laughs> in recent weeks, I think the guys have gotten a little bit more outspoken um, with some of the changes. I don't know if they're in favor of this one yet. I haven't seen the reaction. Yeah. Um, check Kevin Harvick's Twitter. He's usually pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. At he pretty, his pretty much leads the way. <laughs> Denny Hamlin too is another one. They, yeah, they've been in the sport for a long time, yeah. so they they should. Yeah, have. yeah, no. And Denny Hamlin is now a, a, a car owner also. Right. So yep. So he he's got that know. foot in the game too. It's yeah. it's one of those things that they it's all of their livelihoods, so they all yeah. have to share yeah. their input on it. As in, you know, you send twenty cars out there, and if fifteen of them go home junk, that's not going to be real popular either. And you they know? do the same thing at Daytona though too. Right. They, yeah. they all go. Yeah. And they run 200 miles at Daytona, and then they all crash at the last yeah. lap. Well, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. wherever they hold the All Star race, you know, like they for years they had it at Charlotte. Yep. And at last, I think it was at Texas last night. But when you're racing for a million dollars, anything goes. Yeah. And right. and that's basically yep. what happens. So. Yep. So, so heck, in, in our circuit, we race for five thousand, anything goes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They spend that on one title. They're up the, yeah. this level. We're at this level, yeah. Jesse. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesse Bernhagen uh, from Willard talking uh, racing here with us uh, today. Um, high school football, we get into, is it week five already? Yes, it is. Didn't it just start? Yeah. <laughs> and the weather's still nice, Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> weather's uh, going to be yes. beautiful. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. Um, and uh, last Friday night, we went up to uh, Durand. And we saw another very good football team yes, in the very Grand good Panthers. Football team. You wonder though, you know, Larry. You know, okay, you know, we we had heard they told us that night that their quarterback had got hurt earlier in the season, and they lost. I have obviously lost another running back the other night. If that's going to come down and bite them yeah. later on in the season, they you know tonight they're up at Regis. So we'll I think we'll see what, really what Durand has got tonight. So. Yeah, and they did make it into the top ten. Yeah, yes, they did. <laughs> I finally got some rankings. We, we were worried about that. You know. <laughs> So yeah, but, it'd be but number, they're a very good ball club. You know, number ten against number uh, one. Yep. So you know, it's they they have a just. I was just so impressed by their offensive and defensive lines. Their middle linebacker Ethan Anibus. I don't think there was a play that on defense that he was not involved with. That. Yeah, and I watched some of the uh, some of the highlights, <laughs> and I just kind of slowed it down. Or yeah. and they really pushed back Nielsville's yeah. line, both yeah, offense on, on, and yes, defense. Yes, they just they Nielsville's offensive and defensive lines got beat. 
to the pulp. Mm-hmm. There's no fans or what's about it. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the other game last week, the big one was uh, Colby and Edgar, and uh, Colby put a number on them. 29 to 14. But you know, Larry, okay, it was 7 nothing most of the way, but yeah. Edgar did take an 8 to 7 lead early in the fourth yes, quarter. Yeah. But then uh, um, Colby really came back and scored three touchdowns, and Edgar scored one on the last play of the game then. But uh, yeah, Colby showed what they are, and. Uh, uh, another big one this week, though. They go to Abbotsford this week. So yes, and Abbotsford's ranked fifth or sixth in, in Division Six, and uh, we'll see what Abbotsford's got. Quite honestly, yeah, I don't know if yeah. Abbotsford's big. Uh, I all, have no idea. You I know, know I, years I, past, I, it's always you know, been their speed. They ran for a lot, about five hundred yards against Loyal, but you know we know Loyal is not real physically big, and and uh, on the way Abbotsford runs the ball, they probably went right over them, but. Uh, Abby's still undefeated. They haven't really had a close game yet. So, yeah, that'll so we'll be interesting. See what they're yeah. made of. So. Yeah. Um, Nielsville Granton hosting Fall Creek. Yeah, uh, tomorrow night should be a good matchup. Um, I think so. You know, uh, um, Fall <coughs> Fall Creek on paper throws the ball a lot, but I think that part of that is Larry that they've been behind a lot all mm-hmm. the whole season. Right. But um, I guess they got a win last week. Oh, okay. Because uh, West Sports Net lists their game as two to nothing over Stanley Boyd. I did so see I that. I think that is a forfeit. Then. Okay. Because there were no stats. No. Their stats on WISSports.net still list just three games. So I'm assuming Stanley Boyd forfeited to Fall Creek last okay. week. So. All right. But uh, Lobby, their quarterback, uh, 53%, 59 out of 111, five touchdowns, five interceptions. So, But uh, they're giving up 221 yards on the ground. So. I think that's where Nielsen's got to go after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, control the game on the ground, no turnovers, and cut back on penalties. And I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, penalties really hurt them. You know, I don't know if it would have helped them, but without yeah. them, but yeah, hurt them a lot against yeah, Duran. In, in, and it, especially they were so deep in their own territory most of the, the whole game. It right. seemed like yeah. Duran pretty much played everything on the Nielsen side of the ball, uh, fifty. So, yeah. So, but yeah, they, if they can do that, I think they they should have a good chance. Friday night. So. Yep, and Nielsville Granton and Fall Creek, 7 o'clock on 92.7 WPKG. Um, Nielsville Granton Invitational in cross country, and Tater Lowry takes yep. first place. First win of the season for yeah. Tater. Yep. So He's he, been second a lot of times. Yeah, Dan third. Anderson wasn't, I don't think McDonald was here, but <laughs> no. uh, uh, Tater just, you know, he's one of those guys, he maybe starts off just a tad slow, but he just keeps improving all season long. So. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have a great year in the conference and hopefully in the regional, sectionals, and states. So. Unfortunately for uh, the boys, uh, they don't have a complete team no. as far as the standings no. go for a yep. team. But yep. uh, Tater doing well individually. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Let's see. What else we got going on here in the world of sports? Uh, the Green Bay Packers. That, was well, not, I, that you know, wasn't I, much fun to watch, was it? I didn't watch any of it because oh. I had something else going on. But people yeah. were updating me on the score. I'm wow. like, are you kidding I said, me? You know, I said... I uh, I mowed my lawn early during the Brewer game, <laughs> so I could get in to watch a Packer game. I wish I had done it vice versa, yeah, because the Brewers won about t- eleven to one, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thirty-eight to three. Yeah, I said they they just never got going on offense, and defense could not get off the field, Larry. That's what I heard, and it was the first time since two thousand that a team has given up back-to-back touchdown drives of fifteen plays or more. And that's a new uh, defensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, Joe Barry. But, uh, you know, right away people are saying, well, maybe if these guys would have played some, but they did not look like a very cohesive unit. And uh, 
the pass rush was pretty much non-existent, and uh, they uh, the ground uh, defense was terrible too. It seemed like uh, New Orleans did whatever they could on on running the ball, and, and of course that opened the game up big time for Winston, five TD passes. So and Rodgers just never seemed to get going. It couldn't seem like he couldn't get anybody open. They couldn't yeah. run the ball. So I don't know. well, they all wanted Mike Pettin out. Yeah. <laughs> He's out now. Look Care, at, careful what you ask for. Yeah, you know, look at so him now. Look they, at him now. Monday night they have Detroit at home, so we'll see what kind of changes they Boy, make. I hope so. they come out because I, yeah. from what I heard, it didn't sound like they had a whole lot of energy. No, that that even though it was the first game yeah, of the year. Yeah, that's the thing that I caught my eye, Larry. They just, you know, and of course you can't really tell sitting there, but just their movements and stuff just looked like they were just totally blah you yeah know, so that's what i heard I, you know, so. again i didn't uh, get yeah. a chance to see it but hopefully things yeah. are better you Monday night. Not, yeah you didn't miss much, yeah, i'm so. glad i'm glad i didn't see it yeah now. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have to worry about highlights either because yeah. there weren't any no right <laughs> <laughs> brewers keep moving on uh yeah. the magic number is getting down there now about for five the, about five uh um just think if they didn't have to play the lower half of the al central <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing too well against. What did I? What, uh, they were. Uh, they won. Uh, let's see, three three games against Minnesota, Kansas City, and Detroit, and lost uh, eleven. Three and eleven against those. And those aren't three very teams. good teams. And and against the White Sox and the Indians, they were five and one. So, <laughs> so you go figure. But yeah, you but, know, big thing was uh, the no hitter on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Burns looked. Just about yeah. untouchable for eight innings, but 115, 116 pitches, they weren't going to let him go no, any further. And no. Hater came in and cleaned it up. So, pretty big deal. So, yeah, they'll pretty much uh, wrap up that yeah, NL Central probably this weekend. Three game uh, uh, home with the Cubs this weekend, and then four with the Cardinals next week, and then three with the Mets next weekend, and that finishes off their home schedule. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so they will clinch at home. Oh, yeah. So. Good for them. Yes. Ryan Braun ended his career with the Brewers. Yeah, 14 years, was yeah. it? Yeah. So. All-time home run leader. Yeah, and what a lot of great moments, though, he had over the years. Oh, so, yeah. You know, it's a lot of great highlights. It seemed like whenever they needed a big home hit or a big home run, he always provided it. So Now so. they are now they don't have one guy to rely on. No. Just, whoever and, steps up next. Yeah, it's, it seems like. But, uh, you know, they really got a little bit of injury going on right now. You know, Adamas, I don't think yeah. he's too far. I hope but, he comes uh, back. Garcia looks like he's kind of got a back issue going. Telez has not been playing. No. You know, so, but, uh, and it seems like without Adamas in there, the offense just isn't as good. Yeah, it doesn't have that little spark to yep, it. Yep, yeah. yep, so. Well, let's uh, we'll, uh, hope for the best they, for them as far as those injuries. they got three weeks to get healthy. Here, yeah. So yeah. I think they'll be okay, so. The good thing is they don't have that wild card to worry about. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's only yeah. one game. Yes, <laughs> this way that it's probably more than likely you're going to be taking on Atlanta. Yeah, I, the way it looks to me, yeah, you know, it's LA is so far ahead. And they're going to be LA or San Francisco is, is going to be hosting the wild card game. Who they play, that's kind of you know. Right now, as we sit here, St. Louis is in, in a game up, I believe, but uh, San Diego, Cincinnati, uh, Philadelphia, and the Mets are all still in the in yeah. on. And then in the AL, it's the same thing there too. You've got Toronto, uh, the Yankees, Boston, and Oakland, and Seattle. All oh, right up there. Yeah, yeah, going for two spots. So I guess that's, you know, when they went to the second wild card, I, it's what they wanted, Get keep teams interested all the way yeah, down. Yeah, because otherwise everything would yeah. pretty much be over. Yeah, yeah right. right now. Exactly. So 
Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, they are off this week yeah. before they have the big game with Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Got kind of a get well game last week. You know, we got things tuned up a little <laughs> much better. Everything looked a lot better against Eastern Michigan than it did against Penn State. So, Yeah, what did they have? Uh, Eastern Michigan had three first downs yeah, total. Yeah. But, you know, it looked like the offensive line got going a little bit. They were running the ball much better. And when they run the ball, then Mertz looks better too, I think. so. It's funny how that uh, Notre Dame game is on the schedule now. Yeah. And the old Badger quarterback is Notre yeah. Dame's quarterback. Yeah, Jack Cohn. He's, and he's playing well, too. Yeah. He's playing very well. So, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if he's got an axe to grind. <laughs> <laughs> was there bad blood when he left? I, I don't think so, you know, because he was injured when Mertz came in, and, and he just never got back on the field, yeah. you know. And, and now, you know, he graduated, so, he, you know, he with that deal like Russell Wilson did that time, he can transfer for a grad grad program and then play a year of football. So mm. I think that's more of anything than it was. But, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that'll be uh, Badgers again off this week. Yeah. Uh, that game will be next yeah, Saturday next morning. Week from Saturday morning, and that is at Soldier Field. Yes, in okay. Chicago. Yep. yep. All right, where are they now? Okay, uh, Larry, we're going up to Kobe uh, talk about Connor Jeske. And Connor was a 2020 grad of Kobe High School, his mom, Kara. And he has three siblings. And, you know, I know you buy groceries, Larry. How would you like to feed this tribe? <laughs> Connor is 6'3", 245 pounds. Of course, his brother Brent, yep. 6'2", 210. Brother Derek, 6'1", 251. And brother Andrew, 6'2", 200. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard enough time with the, yeah. and of with course, the kids I got. Yeah. Of course, Brent, Derek, and Andrew are all big contributors on the Kobe football team this yes. year. So. Yep. But... Uh, <laughs> I looked at that and I said, "Wow, that that mom that <laughs> that's mom, a lot of beef. That mom's a lot of is a good cook." Yes. So, well, anyway, Connor was a member of the Kobe football team for four years. Didn't play varsity his freshman year. Uh, sophomore year, he started offensive defensive line. Defensively, he had ten tackles, three tackles for losses, and one forced fumble. Uh, Kobe was six and four that year. Lost level one. As a junior, uh, thirteen tackles, four sacks, one forced fumble. Uh, Kobe was 8-3 and three that year, lost in level 2. Uh, senior year, 38 tackles, 9 tackles for losses, 5 sacks, and 1 forced fumble. Uh, Kobe was 8-3 and three that year and lost at level 2. Um, Connor was all-conference offensive and defensive lineman, and he was the Cloverbelt Defensive Player of the Year in 2019. He was a Channel 7 All-Star on defense, and he was also selected to play in the coach's all-star game, which was canceled due to COVID that mm-hmm. year. So, um, After football, uh, Connor uh, went to, tr- to basketball. Uh, as a freshman, didn't play varsity. As a sophomore, he played in 13 games. As a junior, he played in 24 games, 6.6 points game, and three rebounds. And as a senior, 22 games, 6.6 points per game, and four rebounds. He was also part of the Kobe track program for three years. Um, in the indoor track, he has the third highest 45-meter uh, dash in, in Kobe track history at 6.84 seconds. He has the third highest 60-meter yard dash at 7.94 seconds, and he has the second longest shot put in Kobe indoor at 41 feet 5 inches. Outdoor, he has the fifth highest shot put in Kobe track history, 43 feet 2 inches, and the fifth highest discus at 117 feet 5 inches. 
After college, uh, Connor enrolled at Ripon College to play football. He played in two games for Ripon in 2020 with four tackles and one for loss and one forced fumble. This past year, he transferred to UW-Stevens Point, and he is now redshirting for the 2021 season. Connor is majoring in biochemistry, and he will have four years of eligibility for the pointers. So biochemistry, wow, yeah. Yeah, smart pretty, kid too. Pretty impressive. Yeah. He was all yeah. He was a, a academic all America or what all state, all state? Too, okay. Too, so um, just another note on uh, we talked about Joe Aguilera and uh, this last Saturday in their game he had six catches for seventy yards for the pointers. So good for him. So yeah. So. So, yeah, Connor Jeske doing a great job for up at Stevens Point. So. All right, uh, one more note here on baseball. They have announced the uh, All-Star game for uh, 2023. It's going to be in Seattle. Oh, this okay. Year. All right. Or on 2023. Okay. It'll be They're, a Dodger Stadium next year. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was in, when Cal Ripken played in his last All-Star game, I believe that was in Seattle. So I think they said 2001. Okay, that would probably be about time. right. Yep. So, so. Yep. Okay. And... Uh, one firing in college football already, yeah. USC. Yeah, uh, Helton. Yeah. Boy, he got two games. He didn't get much of a la- uh. Now the big thing is who's going to take his place. Right. Um, a lot of I, big names coming I, out. I, I, um, they said uh, Eric Bieniemy, who is, of course, the offensive coordinator at uh, Kansas City, has said, some people have said it, that would be one college job he would consider. Oh, okay. Because I believe he, I. He is from the Los Angeles area. He went to college in Colorado, though. But yes, yep. yeah. But uh, they said that is one uh, college job uh, he would leave Kansas City for. So, oh, so. okay. Yeah, his name is on the list. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of money thrown in there into this one. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be surprised to see. You know who knows? Go out there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's any, basically what it is. Is yeah. who knows. Yeah, you know, who, who are you going to throw the money at? Right, so, right. But, uh, Could be a big name. Southern Cal is a good job. You get the right guy in there. Uh, there's plenty of recruiting out there. You know, you always got the weather and everything else to go with out there, too. So, All right. All so, right. Anything else you want to add uh, today? Okay, U.S. Open tennis was a Daniel Medovich beats Novak Djokovic. Djokovic. The Joker. Who, okay, and he who prevented him from having the uh, calendar grand slam. Yeah. So. And also, the uh, he would have had the most titles in men's history okay. had he right. won. So, uh, golf next week, Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits next week. That's right, week. Whistling Straits. Okay. Then one other one we got to talk about quick, Larry. Um, I looked it up. I found it, uh, the uh, drive, chip, and putt competition at Medina. Yep. In the 14, 15-year-old, Tucker Johnson scored 148 points. He was one point behind the leaders. Oh. 140. There was two gentlemen ahead of him. At 147, and then he must have had some tiebreaker to see who qualified to go to Augusta. But Tucker was one, one behind at wow. 148, so he did himself and Nils yeah. O'Proud down there. So good job, Tucker. You we had him in job. here a few weeks ago yeah. talking about that. Yeah, so. I uh, and I, I that kind of just threw my chest out when I seen that. So not I. I was elated for him, but I kind of felt bad because yeah. I think he had that uh, Augusta trip on his radar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he did well. Yes, he did. He did very well. Yep. All right, football tomorrow night. Nielsville Granton hosting Fall Creek, 7 o'clock on 92.7 WPKG. That'll do it for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.